This is Karina Kova, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate Skinfluencer Success. All you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate, and this is my podcast, Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. On today's show, choose love and gratitude over fear. Also, my special guest, Karina Kova, an innovative solo content creator, will share how she went from becoming blind after a complication due to a cosmetic eye surgery to regaining her sight and smashing her monthly earning records in two purposely built studios at her home. How can you overcome a health obstacle to break in income needs? So I have some really super amazing, exciting news. I have a brand new toy being launched. As this episode is being dropped, I have a collaboration with a company called Kiru. That's K-I-I-R-O-O. Kiru. It's a male stroker toy that's being launched that's going to be a replica of a certain part of my body. It is a mold skin shape like a sleeve that fits my personality. So it's enclosed in a hard case and the company are really advanced and they've developed an additional gadget that the toy can sit in so it can interact with other toys, webcams, movie content and it really does all the work for you. Just connect and press play. Imagine how mind-blowing watching your favorite star and being immersed in the experience that you're feeling every stroke that you see. Curious as to what I'm talking about? Go to kiruio forward slash feel Tanya. Okay, I'm going to say it really slow. That is k-i-i-r-o-o dot i-o forward slash feel Tanya. And if you didn't catch it, don't worry, just go to my Twitter, Twitter at Tanya Tate, and on there you'll definitely find the link. I would love to hear feedback, especially if you treat yourself to a Feel Tanya package. This is incredible for me to be part of the Stars collection available for my fans. Just an absolute honour. I'm talking about honour. I am absolutely ecstatic to have been inducted into the XRCO Awards Hall of Fame. I attended the award show on the night in Hollywood to pick up my award on stage. So it's it's an award that's voted on by a panel of industry voters and it's for people um, to be recognised for their body of work and it's their lifetime work in the adult industry. So thank you to Dirty Bob all the XRCO voters, my publicist, Monstar PR of Star Factory PR, friends, colleagues, directors, and of course you, the fans, 
who not only appreciate my body of work, but also listening now and supporting my podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey and getting me to become a Hall of Famer. Woohoo! The amount of love in my heart is just breathtaking. So I'm going to say some words of gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But the build-up to the awards was tinged with some sadness. I had a relative pass away peacefully in a sleeping hospital just a few days before the show. He'd been poorly and he was in hospital and he was not expected to recover. But he had a life that was filled with love and laughter. And I always remember him from when I was a child. It was always so lovely going to the house. There was so much love. It was fun. We'd play music. We'd chat. We'd laugh. And I went to my cousin's wedding to him when I was aged around seven years old. This relative, he always had me back. He always made me feel welcome. And he always made me feel loved. No exceptions. Life can be taken away from you in the blink of an eye. I was listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza and he said, everyone here on the earth plane has won a lottery ticket. Won the lottery ticket to be here. Think about it. We're the ones that are here living and loving in a real life body. And I never thought about it that way before. Winning the lottery to be born into a body. We can make money and build our bank or not build the bank depending on physical riches. But what about emotional enrichment? When we die, we can't take all our physical belongings. House, money, jewellery, collectibles, cars, clothes. The list could go on, couldn't it? What we take with us is our love and our memories. And the people that we leave behind are filled with your love and happiness and memories no matter what religion or beliefs that you hold, we can all choose one thing. We can all choose love. And I was in the kitchen starting my day and a song came into my head and all I could remember, I kept seeing it over and over, I was, I feel love, I feel love. And I'm like, what song is it? And I went online to try and find it and the searches for Donna Summer kept coming up. I feel love. And I was like, it's not that one. It's not that one. And finally it come to me. The songs in the song, they were actually I Choose Love by Lindy Thompson and Mark Miller. And I was like, I was like, how did I get that so wrong? But thinking about it, my mind was changing the word from choose to feel. So the song was I Choose Love, but I was singing I Feel Love. I always like to get inspired for episodes and this was my inspiration, just feeling the love and wanting the love and getting that little message this morning. But I've got to tell you about this song. It was, um, again, I Choose Love by Lindy Thompson and Mark Miller. And it was written in response to the tragic event 
There's a mass shooting that occurred at Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal, sorry if I said it wrong, church in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015. And even through the pain in the community of losing nine members, including the senior pastor, the message for the community was to choose love. Let me read you one of the lines. In the midst of pain, I choose love. In the midst of pain, sorrow, falling down like rain, I await the sun again. I choose love. That's like really deep, deep words just just to hear them. I believe that every single event in life happens for a reason and each event gives an opportunity for us to choose love over fear. Think about it. If there's no fear when you choose love, the more you choose love, the more love is in your life. Seeing people decide to choose love instead of hate is phenomenal. Imagine if every one of us chose love over hate. Loving thoughts are love, joy, happiness, kindness, patience, acceptance, silliness, friendliness, being carefree, being easygoing. Fearful thoughts are hate, anger, sadness, impatient, judgment, rudeness, worry, self-loathing. You make the choice to love or to hate. All our emotions are feelings. In every moment, in every second, you can ask yourself, do I love at this moment or do I hate at this moment? Even when things are not going as you wish, you can still choose to love the moment. And when in doubt, choose love and gratitude. I encourage you to choose love and joy as much as you can in each moment and watch your life transform. I want to spotlight someone who I feel stands out to me, has done something interesting on their social media, or maybe I just feel that they deserve a shout out. Let me introduce this episode, Skinfluencer Success Spotlight Performer as Natasha Nice. I first introduced myself to Natasha when I was hosting the Red Carpet Awards at the AVN show for Adult Empire in Las Vegas. and She was really super sweet to interview. And I met her again at the Exarcio Awards night. We got to hang out together a little at the event and interact. Like myself, we were both being inducted into the Exarcio Hall of Fame. She is a really lovely, genuine girl. So I wanted to give a shout out to a fellow Hall of Famer. Big congrats to Natasha. Go follow her on Twitter at BeNiceNatasha. And tell her that Tanya Tate sent you there. It's lovely, isn't it? Even her name's nice. (laughs) And me talking about love, there was no way I was going to let that one pass me. But maybe there's a performer that you think deserves to be the Skinfluencer Success Spotlight. Tweet me at Tanya Tate, comment on my YouTube or TikTok at Tanya Tate Tube or Instagram comment at Tanya Tate Create. You can also leave me a voice note on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate and let me know who you think should be spotlighted and why. This 
listening to Tanya Tay presents Skinfluencer Success. How can you overcome a health obstacle to then go on to break income records? My guest is an innovative solo content creator. She went from being completely blind after a complication due to cosmetic eye surgery to regaining her sight and smashing her monthly income records in two purposely built studios at home. Welcome Karina Kova to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's nice to have you on here. Very nice to be here. Thank you, Karina, for coming on and talking to me. And I want you to introduce yourself. Who is Karina Kova and how did you get started in the adult entertainment industry? Thank you, Tanya. I have a very kind of startup as I find like a lot of my fellow adult industry workers that step into online sex work. And that was through exotic dance. Um, I did love that industry. And I spent six years in uh, exotic dancing. And something very personal happened to me in my life where I had to look after a loved one and I had to be home. So I started posting online because I was thinking, I got to do something to stay home because I can't be out all night and then up taking care of them throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to kind of switch my schedule and I kind of got lucky on Instagram to start with. And I dabbled in cam work, but that was never really my thing. And then I started filming um, custom videos and that was on my webcam. And then I picked up what I call like a core group of fans that really kind of just were imperative to my success. So it was like a group of people that just saw potential and saw like my heart was in it. Um, I let them in fully to my life and my situation. They actually just like, they, they are, I owe them everything. So they helped me from the bottom and they rose me to the top. And I was able to keep investing in myself because I found the passion just grew. I wanted more filming equipment. I wanted lighting. I wanted scenery. I needed everything. So I would invest about 60% back into myself. Yeah, that was when I started to soar. <laughs> so you started off, you it was the exotic dancing, and then you come to do the camp. It's like such a, it's, it's a, a unique industry, isn't it really, where you yeah. can kind of pick and choose your hours, you can pick and choose what you want to do. Yeah, Cammy that... never worked for me, but I do have lots of respect. You have to be live, you have to be there, you have to be in front of the camera all day to make the money, whereas filming a video, you post that and your sales are through the night or through the day. And so that was my kind of veered away from cam model work but I actually got the custom request through cam cam model work oh I see yeah I have done cam work and for me I find it really really difficult <laughs> me too it was like <laughs> oh my goodness it they are like really long days I mm -hmm. um I used to work many years ago I did stream mates and it was just once a week and right. you know there was a point where I go to my friend's house and we do joint and it, it, that was good. And I was, and I was good with that, but it was always as a top up to the other work that I was doing. Um, but it, but it is like super long. I, I, I like the idea of, you know, the customs with the custom movies, there is more of a premium because the guy 
other girl this week we have guys and girls that buy our customs they are kind of dictating you know hey i want you to do this i want you to do that so you're working to their script so of course you know that's a premium in terms of it can take more time it's not just you flowing with it um and and i like that you said that you know you started off with the with the webcam and you've now invested like what equipment do you use now talk to me about your equipment yeah i get quite excited about the equipment when i had first started on the webcam i kind of dabbled into like a dslr camera like i got a sony um and then after that it was just like i was just like oh i I need the black magic camera because that was in the family of what netflix will approve and like my top goal was shooting with the black magic ursa 4.6 which is what i do now so yeah there'll be people now that'll be geeking out over the cameras (laughs) (laughs) i can go to a scanner (laughs) that's what she shoots with it's amazing because for me it's like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna show you my equipment Karina will cringe (laughs) yeah hey but sometimes I'm sometimes I'm like I I okay like because I created such um my my fans expect a certain level of of equipment uh, equipment used sometimes I have days where I'm like oh I wish I could just shoot this on my webcam quickly or my cell phone quickly so I shot myself in the foot too because I, I envy you because sometimes you can just get the quick content and you can get more candid stuff I'm actually working on getting more candid stuff I'm kind of um, incorporating more cell phone stuff and and vlogging into mm-hmm. my my only fans now more personal stuff that's not just like created for content like my daily life, real life stuff. Okay, so I want to talk first of all about the high quality content that you you have, because I I see it, and you know, if you just scroll through your Twitter, you know, you see like little clips that I, I it come in probably as a, sometimes when they sell on many vids, does it post to your Twitter? Yeah, it's a post. Yeah, yeah. So there's like little clips, and if you go on there, I'm like. Wow, I am so impressed. There is so much that goes into your ManyVid store, like your Mm. clips. And obviously, they're not just going to be staying on ManyVids. They're also going to be available on OnlyFans as well for the guys on there. But I look at them and I'm like, Karina, you put so much time and effort and special effects and blasts and uh, like... where do these are these like stories that you're coming up with are these like fan requests like talk to me how did you kind of build up to such a level of professionalism yeah so it it was a long road um i've been doing this now for seven seven years um but yeah so when i even on my webcam i would try to get these ridiculous shots like i would have be like okay here up and then move here and because all those shots added together looks high quality um when i'm watching a movie i'll like write down because sometimes i'll get very good ideas like last night i was watching a a movie um a hollywood movie and they had this technique where they were like taking the drone and zooming it through the forest and and then into her and then it was like a uh, storytelling where they would go back in time. And I was like, that is exactly what I need in my next movie because I want to tell a, sto- a backstory. So I kind of get ideas from Hollywood movies and I'll just write them in my notebook as like kind of a, a shot list. Um, but all of my, my videos, well, 95% of my videos are custom. 
So uh, it's the fans fantasy and they take like extra care in, in writing their scripts. They kind of know that they can go crazy and ask for every single detail and I'll, I'll pay lots of attention because I put my heart into every single one of them. And I've, I've been able to make like six of my own productions. And those have been like my major stepping stone movies like Robomum was where had bigger companies starting to contact me and adult time wanted me on their platform and that was like a big opening up point some of my other like own productions have been like katana where i was in the forest i actually trained for two weeks like fighting so we so we could have a fighting scene together so sometimes i'll add an extra just in my intro just to add that element of excitement but i am a solo artist so i don't bring them into the scene yeah. I'm totally cheeseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you put so much into it. It's like fighting in the forest for two weeks. I mean, yeah. And how many costume, of us? <laughs> the costume was $1,000. It was custom made. Wow. That's, yeah. And you have the fans that are helping fund. Yeah. It's so like it, when, it's when I have my own production, they will fund it so that, you know, a little bit of credit gets put in at the end. And, they get a little behind the scenes extra. Um, but yeah, they do support me with the big productions. Yeah, you sound like you have like really amazing fans. I do, yeah. I gotta ask, like all your videos are solo and I know that this is this is what you choose and this is what you decide. Um, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, I was doing solo. I, I had a baby and I come back and I was doing solo and the fans are like, we want you back doing boy girl. We want you back doing girl girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll get my body back. I'll feel confident. I'll start loving my body again. And then I'll be open to, you know, bringing it back out on camera again. And, you know, I have done boy girl. I have done girl girl. Yeah. Um, what is it like for you, like the pressure of we all know that fans always want something more than what you can offer so mm-hmm. how do you deal with like the pressure of the fans asking for more than solo i don't consider them my fans because the real fans they know not to pressure me because i'll never get there you know that's not part of my career path or plan i feel like i'm very comfortable do and i have a passion for what i do and i don't want to move forward with with complicating that. Like I, if this year, my goal is to collaborate um, with other female performers, but just do side by side with them so that we can cross and um, like blend our fan groups together and grow Mm -hmm. because I've never experienced that before. Um, But it will still be solo. It will still be done in my style. So I'll, I'll hire and pay their rate to come to my studio and we'll yeah. film like one of my big, big productions and they'll do a solo scene and then we'll do a side-by-side scene and we'll make a big movie out of it. Yeah, there's yeah. not going to be any interaction. You know yeah. what the fans would really cry out for? Angela White. Yeah. I mean, I could... Yeah, I, I took a picture yeah. with her one time and my fans <laughs> went crazy for that. Yeah, of course. If you ever got to make that dream happen one day, of Karina Kova and Angela White side by side, that I think that would it be. would <laughs> it would be it would be amazing. Oh, I I think that's probably definitely on one of your bucket list, Karina. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. 
And I, I, I love where you sit in right now. And I'm going to ask you, um, I know that you mentioned that you did build studios, you know, everything that you're putting into your, your movies that you're making, the mm-hmm. fans, you've got such a solid fan base, they're helping, you're getting the equipment, and now you're also getting the studios. So talk to me about your studios, that you purpose-built them. Yeah, this this is my house, actually. A lot of it is custom stuff that I've done, fun stuff that I've done. But through that glowing wall is the strip club. So it's got the full stage, a full bar. So that was the separating of the room to, I use that as a set, but that's not my studio. So I have a couple sets in my house as well as a full um, three car garage, but one of the car spots is for a boat. So it's like extra long, um, high ceiling and then a detached studio. Oh, wow. Yeah. it, 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 I have to say your house looks fabulous. I could see it and I could see the the wall changing at first. I thought, is that my eyes? And then I can see like the colors are changing from the, the wall. The shut off because this actually is a bubble wall. So the bubbles, have you ever seen that? Where the bu- it just blows bubbles the wall, but it's very loud. So I shut that off for the interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it would be like being in one of those houses when you're trying to shoot on the air conditioner and, yes. the, and the refrigerator and everything's going off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I'll see that after once we finished. Yeah. <laughs> She'll turn the bubbles on specially for me, everyone. Yes. <laughs> They'll be like, and the bubbles, are the bubbles in any of your scenes? Yeah, the strip club. So a lot of my fans, because I have the starting background of an exotic dancer, and also that's just a very hot scenario. Um, so uh, the strip club, it gets used a lot in my videos because that's part of the theme that a lot of people request, especially some of my core group. I have one fan that is one of my top fans and supporters and I love him. He's strictly like, like strip, strip shows, strip teases. So um, use the stu- that. And then in the studio, I built like a private room. So you can go from the strip club into the private room and have that fantasy. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, it it looks fabulous, and I'm. It makes me so happy that you've got these facilities and you've managed to bring them on as part of your house to just enhance the whole of the quality that you give the overall yeah. experience for the fan. Everything's about enhancing it. Exactly. I think that like um, I enjoy investing so much in this right now, and then. Um, the studio's 90, 90% complete, but when it is complete, then I'm gonna speak with my financial planner and start for my future and stop all this. But um, yeah, it's very exciting doing all the changes. It, it's kept me positive in some very dark times. And I, I wanna go, I, I wanna dig a little bit deeper on that because you know we've, we've talked so far about you know your clips, your fan base, but it's it's not always been for you like super easy and a, and a super mm-hmm. um, ra- move forward. And I wanted to talk more about your health. First of all, I want to talk about your diagnosis with, I'm going to try my best to say it, gigantomastia. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, was was actually a hard diagnosis for me to hear because um, – I had gone from having a lot of breast tissue when I was an exotic dancer, all natural. I didn't start doing cosmetic surgery and started until I started on Instagram. I feel like I got body dysmorphia from Instagram. So I kept wanting to change myself. So I did, I did put implants in. Um, 
And if I knew what I knew now, I never would have done that because it would have just happened naturally. And I just sped up the process where I'm going to have to reduce them sooner. Okay, so people that are listening, what is the con- condition? Yeah, it's it's actually a very rare condition. It's, it's very hard to diagnose, and I've been work you know working to get answers for about three years. So basically, since I put the implants in, I had noticed that, and and because my videos document everything, so it's just noticing they're just growing, they're just growing, and my fans kept saying, "Did you get another?" Uh, especially after I had some time off with my other health issue, um, they said you went and got another boot job. And I'm like, no, I, I did gain some weight because I was off of working out, but that wasn't the problem. It was just like breast tissue. Just, it just is multiplying. Um, the implant is just hidden now by, by breast tissue. It's just multiplying and it will keep, um, keep increasing until even if I got a reduction and took the implants out, I would still be, I'll still be growing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's something in the future where you're going to have to go in for surgery and. Yeah, unfortunately, um, like right now, it's they're getting to the point where it's it's hard to be at airports or travel or it's hard to go to restaurants and um, they're they're getting so big that it becomes it. People just are quite rude about it. You know, mm. it's it's not a compliment when people are they're this big that it's this much of a distraction that pointing and like giggling and talking it's it's hard to be in public because even if I wear something that's not tight um I feel I don't like that I feel bad about myself and like I like to Mm. wear a certain style of clothing and stuff and it's definitely gonna hinder those things because they're I, I call them circus boobs right now because they're at the point where I, I just went on a Mexico vacation and uh, I, I I went to an all adults resort and adults couldn't even behave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's so. that makes me feel sad to hear that that people are being like so disrespectful. It's just mm-hmm. because of the size of someone's breasts, mm-hmm. you know it's you're a person and this is your body and they, they should respect or you know I, I guess some people might look and then kind of look away and that's the reaction I would like but yeah. people call out from the across the the pool oh my god your tits are so huge so uh, it's embarrassing Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I feel bad I like you know what but, but plus you know like the, the back problems are going to start happening. I got to work on my posture. I got to strengthen my core, which I'm working yeah. on with a trainer. Yeah. 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 So it's not, it's, I guess some people think, Oh, not be great to like have like breasts that grow, but it's, it's not necessarily a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, it can appear on the surface to be a blessing mm-hmm. and everything that we get given in life, you know, we always do the best with, and you are definitely doing making you you're making money from it mm-hmm. which which is a good thing but it's not without all the other complications that are coming along with it yeah definitely uh, uh, the plus side the plus side of things is that i am in that big boob market and there's so many fans in, in that category um when i first got the the breast augmentation i thought this is 
the perfect size I've always wanted to be. So <laughs> I'm very sad that they they've now doubled. So, but um, yeah, the fans, the fans. I, at this point, I'm using it to my advantage. Um, yeah, yeah, because they pass for natural and they also pass for unnatural. So I kind of tap into both markets. When yeah. a guy when a guy fantasizes about bimbofication, I I qualify for that. Or if a guy fantasizes about all natural, I, I qualify for that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's it's good to know you the market, yeah. to work the market, to use the branding to your advantage. It's a niche. Mm-hmm. We all we all have different niches, you know? Yeah. And to find what your niche is and, and work with it mm-hmm. and do your best to like make the most money that you can from it. Absolutely. I want to talk you you know, you mentioned that you got body dysmorphia from Mm -hmm. looking at people on Instagram you know we we know because we are the girls that post we go online you know we'll put a filter on our face like I'm 40 odd years old like you can see me now there's no filter on my face now but if I and you're like absolutely beautiful you have beautiful (laughs) skin Danny really honestly yes okay don't need the filters and I was just listening to you how you uh take so much pride in your body too and your your diet and your discipline like that and I really 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 admire that thank you I have an immune issue so for (laughs) me the diet eating super clean is really helpful and it really helps um and just from changing to that super clean diet no sugar no dairy no gluten it's very disciplined and people will, will probably listen and they're probably like how does she do that but when you do it because it improves your health like dramatically mm-hmm. once you do it you don't want to go back yeah there's you know? some motivation in itself yeah yeah, yeah it is do you, if i eat this way i feel up there if i eat this way i feel down there right. so it's really super easy to just be like oh, i'm just going to keep eating up there yeah. um, but there's so much that comes with it like People have said to me, like, I go to the doctor's surgery and I, I, I you know, I'm 40 odd years old. I have Botox, I have filler, but I, I don't have too much of it. Mm-hmm. But I have enough that it just keeps me how I personally want to be, like, mm-hmm. like more youthful appearance, but still, you know, 40 odd year old woman. And they, they said to me, they started saying to me, what have you done to your face? And I'm like, I haven't done anything. Like what the fans have said that? No, the doctor's office. Oh, oh. The doctor's office that Why doesn't would they say that. They, in terms of looking, yeah, good, it's doing so well. Yeah, what's your secret exactly? What was my secret? Like, what have you done to your skin? Why is it so good? It, and I was like, I don't know what I've done. I don't, and then I realized, ah, the diet, the diet. Ah. It's, the diet. it's yeah. like, anyway, so people that are listening, it's strict, yeah, and it's it has its complications, you know, it's very tricky to eat out, it's tricky to travel, mm-hmm. um, and well, you know, you, you do the best that you can, but it's it's worth it for me. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about other um, changes that you made to yourself. Mm-hmm. At one point, did you decide that you wanted some eye surgery? Yeah, the regret of my life, the top regret of my life. Um, so what happened is even before so when I was dancing I had always put my my mom has green eyes so I had always put green contacts in so that was like a thing while I was dancing as well but I kept my body all natural when I was dancing 
And I didn't find the pressure, even with other dancers I danced with, silicone augmentation and stuff, I didn't find that pressure because I did so well with my natural body and my natural big boobs. Um, there wasn't too much competition in the natural big boob department. So I really did tap into that. I didn't feel the pressure until I got on Instagram. So mm. it kind of like the girls I was idolizing, um, I mean, beautiful girls, but uh, they were very honest about the work that they had done. And I just started to do my research. And um, this eye surgery, it's called Bright Ocular. It's a terrible company. It's, 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 not approved. it's not approved in Canada or the U.S. for a reason. It's not mm -hmm. FDA cleared. But they actually have been in business for a long time. And four of my friends on Instagram had done the surgery. And it, I saw that the, they were doing well two years after. And I started to think, okay, this must be, you know, I believe in aftercare. So I knew that if I did this to myself, I would be locking myself into constant eye appointments every three months. Um, and anyway, so I talked to the people that had gone ahead of me. They said, no, we have no issues. Love them. They're so amazing. And so I contacted a doctor in Monterey, Mexico, um, went down there and um, the appointment was quite quick. He did a bunch of tests and decided that, yes, I was a candidate. I did have healthy eyes. I could go through with the surgery. Here were the complications. They do list the complications like any other surgery. I was aware of the complications. I just really wanted to have not wear have to wear contacts. I thought that was gonna be the biggest game changer for me. I could just finally like live my dream of having my mom's eyes. Um, so yeah, so I went through with the surgery and I went on with aftercare, which I, I got in touch with like the top Canadian eye doctor and I would travel hours to go see her about three to four hours in the car. So every mm -hmm. three months they would check my endothelia cell counts which is a test that I would pay for. Even in Canada, we have like certain things that are covered. I'd, I would have to pay that. And then I would see her and she would check everything. Three years, four years, five years, everything's fine. Then five at the four and a half year mark, the girls that went before me started to contact me and say, we're having complications. Um, basically, the, the twins that I was in contact with, um, the one twin completely blind, like just, wow. yeah. And um, the other one was getting them removed and she had some complications from the removal as well. So I'm scared. So I asked my eye surgeon, I said, I need to get these out. This is like a ticking time bomb in my eye. Like I'm not, I'm not dumb. I know what I did. I need, I need to take action. And in Canada mm -hmm. here, they won't perform surgery unless you have a reason. So she mm -hmm. looked into my eyes. There was no trouble. I was seeing 2020. There was no reason for her to perform surgery. So I actually said, maybe I'll go back to Mexico to have them taken out. And she said, she scared me straight and said, don't do that. You will not end up okay. So I was like, okay. So I made it another year and um, I wake up and it's a blur. Like it's like a Vaseline 
rubbed across my eye, started in the right eye. And I'm thinking, this is it. Like, this is not good news. I call her up. I rush the four-hour drive to go see her. She does the tests on me. Like, as an eye specialist, she cannot believe what she's seen because she just saw me three months ago. And the endothelia count was at 18, um, 1,800, which is, is high. And they were looking into my eye and my endothelias, which your endothelium cells don't grow back. I had like nothing left to count. And that's what clears your cornea from like the cloudiness and the swelling. And so what happened is they just started swelling and the implant rubbed against the endothelia, killing them off instantly. So Mm. we rush into, they won't do surgery on both eyes at once. So that was another problem. So this eye slowly started to suffer within the two weeks I was waiting to get this one removed. Mm-hmm. I had already had this one removed and this one was diagnosed like legally blind, but she was like, I think we have a chance here that the swelling will go away. But in my heart, I knew that it wasn't going to go away. And then they worked on the left eye. And by the time they got that one out, it was not legally blind. I, I did have some vision left Mm. my left eye so legally blind here and some vision left so basically i'm bipolar as well so that was really hard it just sounds like so traumatic to first of all you know what's coming and you know from your friends that you spoke to you know that blindness is ahead and it's like how were you like how were you able to live those days you know it's like it feels like it's a black cloud and you're just waiting for the thunderstorm to erupt and come down on you and leave you in yeah like how did you motivate before it went blind how did you motivate yourself to keep going i had had like a lot of panic attacks Mm. just i knew what was coming i knew that it was inevitable um The studies now show that the right ocular implant only has a five-year lifespan on about 90% of the patients. So this, the the company should be shut down. Yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah. It it just sounds like so bad. And sorry, I know you're crying and I, I, I feel, I really feel for you it's you know you you said you knew the complications like people that have surgery we we know the complications but we you sign the form every time yeah. you're going for surgery elective or not elective mm-hmm. you know you sign a form to say hey you take a tablet you take an ibuprofen yeah. this potential side effects are on the side you go oh yeah and you take your ibuprofen exactly- you don't you don't think anything of it yeah and then you think oh this is rare oh yeah this yeah that's rare sign sign exactly you you don't think that it's going to happen to you that's what I that is Tanya that's exactly the um mindset I had because also I was like I was a lot younger like um it was only a couple surgeries that I've had and I had all good experiences I just Mm. thought hey, and once the surgery, it was a five-minute process to put them in. And I was yeah. I was seeing right away. So I was thinking, well, that went well. 
and I had 20, yeah. 20 vision. So, um, you know, it's, it's baffling to the eye doctors because eye problems are supposed to happen gradually. So my surgeon thought that she would be able to catch the mm. problem before it happened. It's like a medical, like unknown reason why that, why I woke up that morning so quickly to, yeah. to vision loss. Yeah. So is it like your eyes underneath and then they stick something on top? Yeah. Like is it, that, is that how it, it's a, a silicone lens that's colored. They actually do this surgery in, in Canada and the US for, for a certain kind of eye condition, but they use a different implant. Like it's silicone, but I think it's a bit thinner. Um, it's FDA cleared. Uh, but yeah, so I, I also looked into that thinking, okay, well, that makes sense. Like um, the color change, they might not take priority, prioritize an FDA clearing the color change because it's cosmetic. So that, that's what I was thinking as well. But I, um, I, I loved having them in so much. <laughs> I was so attached to them. It was my identity yeah. for, for a good amount of time in the industry. And is your natural eye color, is it brown? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Like the way our thoughts go that like I, years ago, I used to wear contact lenses and I'd go and you, they were dailies. And I think it was so long ago that it was actually three month one, 30 days, ones, one month. And you take them out overnight and put them in the pot and hope yeah. that they were still there the next day. That's what I would do too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I would change the color and I love them. And I have to say the color that I love the most on me was like an aquamarine, yeah. like a turquoise. Oh, I loved, I, I've got That's green cool. eyes. Um, sometimes my eyes look blue in certain lights, but it's not, it's green. Mm -hmm. But I always wanted like these aquamarine colored. Um, but I, I, I have to admit, I, I wouldn't have been as brave as you to take that step to do a permanent change. I, I did many years ago, I had the laser, the lazy, you know, where they laser, lift the yeah. cornea and they put the laser mm -hmm. in each eye. And it, it was fabulous. I walked out and I could see, you know, from yeah. having to need contact lenses. But as you can see, I need glasses again. I'm in my 40s and I, I need glasses for reading. I need glasses for distance. And I have um, convergence. So they have to put prisms in my eyes to kind of straighten out isn't, what my eyes see. Isn't that amazing? The science of eye health and what what they can do so yeah it, it is amazing we, we've come so far you yeah. know um and for you to you know have gone through that surgery and then you know what did it feel like like you're asleep so you lie you're asleep you've had whatever a good night's sleep and then mm -hmm. you wake up and it's like you can't see yeah um because i'd had so many panic attacks about it um i actually my doctor kind of thought that i was going through that because like uh i would start one complication i had from the start of the surgery was dry eyes mm -hmm. and a bit of light sensitivity yeah so it wasn't odd for me to like freak out like say oh i'm losing my vision i i can't see but um little did i know that like you will know when you can't see because like when you have dry eyes sometimes it goes a little bit blurry 
Yeah. Um, but it clears up, right? So um, you put drops first, in your eyes or yeah, you, like yeah. for like night vision, like mm-hmm. put some glasses on and you can see better at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a big shock and it almost cost me my life because being bipolar, that just lowest low I've ever experienced. And, you know, it almost took my life. I'm so glad that you here now and you know you've got through that you've you're sitting here you you're seeing so you've gone from having like the blind like completely legally blind in one Mm -hmm. eye and like really poor vision in the other cloudy it just and and then having the bipolar as well that's something else that you then have to manage um and how did you get through that? Like, how did you keep your mind like focused on, I'm going to get well, I'm going to heal from this and I'm going to come out the other side. It took me six months to get to that mindset because I was put into the hospital for about five months um, to try and get my depression under control. And then once I got out of the hospital, my eye doctor, she went to a, a convention where she presents cases to all the uh, other eye doctors in Canada. And um, my miracle was that she presented my case to all of the eye doctors in Canada. And this one doctor in, in Canada was actually one of two that does this special cornea transplant. So they take the cellular layer of a donor's cornea and they place it in your eye. And that's exactly what I lost was my endothelial cells. So he, he contacted me and, um, and I went in to see him and he rushed the surgery. So he saved my vision. Like he did the surgery and like you were saying with LASIK, I went in blind, but one, one day after surgery, I had 20-20 vision. It's amazing. Like that is like a miracle. It, it was. Like that's a journey. That's yeah. a journey to come from. I feel like I'm suffering from body dysmorphia and I feel like I need to change that to take a risky surgery to then like lose your sight and almost be in a permanent state of blindness um, to for then someone to come along and say, I can fix you. Yeah, you know? and like my miracle man, I call him, he is from the same city I got the surgery in and he mm. shut that doctor down when he mm. saw my case and we're, we're working towards shutting that company down. Yeah. That's yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it that it 
like it's so strict like we think you know I, I live in America and you you live in Canada and you know I'm from the UK and things are very very strict out there you know if you want to get something approved it's got to go through mm -hmm. rigorous tests it's got to you know let's let's check let's leave it a certain amount of times and they have to jump through hoops you know to then be like in a different country i.e Mexico you can go and it's like oh yeah we can do it we yeah. can do it and, and it you know it's different regulations i have to say i did go to mexico um a while ago i was doing ivf and it was failed ivfs failed ivfs failed and i was just like okay gotta do something and um i got in touch with a, a doctor's office and it was called dr beer's office yeah. beer b-e-e-r and he was around in like the 50s and he was doing all this like like special like um his his way was not the regular medical way um but what he eventually their office he, he i don't he's he's long gone but their office still you know working on his procedures um they actually lowered my immune system to be able for the egg to go in oh. and settle some because my body kept rejecting their high immune issue high immune it, it keeps kicking it out so they literally had to lower my immune system so i remember going to mexico and they put the blood out and stuck it in my arms so my body would be like be friendly to the to the egg that they were putting in and i can remember being so scared <laughs> like i'm going to mexico and all they were doing was putting like a little bit of blood in my arm you know someone else's blood so my body would be friendly um but yeah there are things that can be done and there are things that are still safe um yeah but it's it's taking a chance on that I, I really feel for you and I'm sure like people that are listening are going to be like, wow, you've, you've come through a lot. Yeah. And you, you know, but the recovery from like that first surgery, when my right eye had the first cornea transplant, that was just the beginning of many, many surgeries. Right. So the road to recovery was actually a full year. So I spent a year and a half with basically the eye issues, right? Because we had to fix, we had to do a cornea transplant on my right eye and I had to have a cataract removed from my left eye. And I also have one that's still in my uh, left left eye and, um, you know, the pressure problems that I have now. So my eye drops, I take like four eye drops a day and that's for life. Like I don't have glaucoma yet, but I now have pressure problems where I have to see a specialist every three months to check pressure in my eyes. So it goes, it's not just one surgery that fixed me. It, it was a long road. And that first surgery just gave me so much positivity and so much will to, to like overcome this. I was, that was the turning point for me where I said, I can do this. I can get back. I can come back. It's an inspiration for people to hear this because I know that there are people in this world that are suffering from different things, different health conditions, you know, um, whether it's from a surgery or whether it's from something that it's inherited or, you know, something that they've, um, they've got from the environment or picked up as, or, you know, there's so many different things. Um, even, you know, 
mental health as well and it's such a big thing and there will be people that are there and the, the I, I always say this like sometimes like people moan and it's like oh this or that and I always say you know you just think about like how much gratitude that you should have for yourself right now like I, I like you know you should be so lucky you know you're so lucky you, you've got this but it's it's it is it's like to have one thing to be grateful for and then to use that to keep moving forward you know you had your yeah. first surgery and it's like the vision's coming back it's like, yes so it was it was a major shift in my mental um capability to overcome this um then i started shooting again so like i started shooting movies like while i was still kind of diagnosed like with vision loss and it's funny that the first movie I, or one of them was uh velma and i lose my eyeglasses and i i can't see <laughs> so <laughs> i had a laugh about that because i was really struggling with my eyes and none yeah. of my fans knew what was going on and um mm. yeah also that the fact that i loved them so much um, my self-image when I lost them had gone way down. So I had to kind of rebuild that. And I had to deal with the fans asking, like, what, what's changed? Like, what's different? Something's different. What's Because I, I wasn't open about what happened to me. Because mm. I wasn't open about having the surgery in the first place. Mm. So I had a lot to to hide coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and it, mm -hmm. it, it, I like that now it, it feels for you that it's the right time to open up and share your story and let the fans hear. And I know the fans are going to love you even more for, I, I know you kept it as a secret, but you had your reasons to keep it from a secret. And we don't have to share everything with our yeah. fans. I, I but, did share my core group. They, they knew oh, what was going on so that they, they stood by my side. Um, but yeah, I, all the other like fans, they just kept saying like, well, I, th I thought what's different. They, they couldn't really like pinpoint it, which was funny because you go from having bright green eyes to brown, but they, they couldn't put it together. <laughs> so yeah. they're saying, what's changed? Something's changed. Is it makeup? Is it? Yeah. 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 So. I, it's like spot the difference. You stand in there, two pictures. Spot <laughs> yeah. the difference. It's hard sometimes to spot the yeah. differences. You don't see it because you you're looking at the whole picture, and you really yeah. have to go in deep. To, but to now I can't. I can't even wear contacts. So <laughs> if I would have just stayed wearing contacts, I would have been fine. I would have been fine. But yeah. yeah, but you wouldn't have gone through the whole of that journey and you wouldn't be that stronger I, person that you are. I, I gained so much from going through that because I really was taking a lot for granted. Um, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. And that's true. And you get to your rock bottom and you have to become a strong person to, to get back and the, being brave to come back and see myself through the lens again was hard. Mm. But um, I, I learned so many lessons, so many good life lessons and career lessons. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you think that you would be in the p 
position where you are in your career now if that hadn't have happened? Ah, that's a tough question. Um, I, I don't, the thing is, is I thought I had peaked. I thought in my career that my peaking point was in 2018. I had just won a, a couple of awards back to back. And I'm thinking, this is it. My earnings are the most I'll ever see. And, um, and then going through that, I had to have uh, people I really, really trust in my life come and run my career. And mm. they had to learn how to edit clips so that it looks like a new release so that I, the people didn't think I was gone because mm. I wasn't honest about any of it. Um, so yeah, just trying to stay relevant and, and the earnings luckily stayed there, which was very nice, but, mm. um, I just had this hunger in myself to prove to myself that that wasn't my peak back then. And, um, yeah, I happily have broken my records, <laughs> which I never thought I'd be able to do. And uh, that came with like a couple of changes to how I run my my company, but it's mm. just um, amazing. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> amazing to hear that you've you kept your income at yes. a, a, a very stable level while you was basically that, hiding. You know, you yeah. you got your blindness. She was in hospital. It's it's a big deal. It's a yeah. really big deal, and you know. A performer anyway. really has to prepare for that because anyone, like you could have an accident happen. Um, like you're saying, you can have health issues that aren't self-inflicted. I mean, in as performers, our whole career is being in front of the camera. And if we can't film, where is yeah. that coming from? Like it takes, I want to spread awareness about being prepared and storing some content for when something unexpected happens because if I had prepared myself, it would have been a lot more comfortable. Um, I had to get really uncomfortable in my own career to survive through that. Mm. But um, if performers could realize that like, you can't just live in the moment, stockpile, like put content away that could be could be used in case of an emergency. That would be, mm. yeah, I, I would think that was a lesson that I would love to teach everyone, my peers. Yeah, is <laughs> how to prepare for a medical crisis. Yeah, yeah, and to just prepare. I've I've things put to the side. Look, you're telling me, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to put things aside, but um, yeah, yeah, it can be detrimental. It's, yeah, it can be. I mean, we you you're right. We should all have some kind of little stash ready just put aside so that we can still bring things out if we're not able to work for you know some kind of period of time and you know just looking at you now just coming through everything that you've been through I think you're amazing you're an inspiration and it's you know for everyone that's listening just know that if something happens and you think you know your life has changed and it's you're really in a place that you never thought you were going to be you know it's something so drastic for you as, as losing your, your sight you basically lost your sight in, in your eyes those scary moments when you can be rock bottom just know that you can get back up again 
you can be there, move forward with the right team, with the right commitment, with the right belief, belief in yourself and, you know, asking every day, asking like you want to move forward, you yeah. know. And I I could have did a career change. I, I, I had that when it first happened to me, I thought I'm going to have to change everything I'm going to have to go into a job and no one, no one's going to accept my past. And how is this? What if, what if, what if, but I really had such a passion for this industry that I was determined to stay in my ground and make my comeback. And when I was ready, that did happen naturally. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask you for, for one thing. It's, it's she's, you're going to be like, Oh, wow. I'm going to ask you in a, in a, in a sentence, like what words of advice would you give for someone that's suffering health condition or illness to be able to achieve their goals? I mean, I know a lot of people say it, but I truly do believe in manifestation. So you visualize yourself back where you want to be and investing it back into yourself again. And you really picture yourself in that role, even when you're not. And it's, it, you know, write some things down and so you can reread them in your when you're having a positive moment write that down because in your negative moment you can read back those things that are directly from your your mind and say these this is what i actually really want and i'm not going to stay in, in the darkness i'm going to find light <laughs> yeah yeah find light i'm find the love it's yeah. like read it back and then put yourself in that moment of where you want to be and and i always think well how would you feel in your mind but also in your heart mm -hmm. like all those feelings of gratitude those feelings of joy those feelings of happiness to be there and i i love that that manifestation the visualization putting yourself there and being appreciative and full of gratitude for for that time when you are going to be there mm -hmm. yeah gratitude is a, is a big thing in my life and um yeah, it was something that was learned because things were coming to me very easily before. And now I'm actually, you know, seeing how I have to really, really work at it and really, really believe in myself and really, really like want it for myself and not someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I've, Karina Kova, I really, really appreciate you coming sharing your story telling me and the listeners and the viewers exactly you know those those deepest moments that you experience but to come back and to be crashing through those monthly earnings like you, <laughs> you've done amazing your inspiration to I'm us all so sorry that that i got so emotional i didn't think that was gonna happen <laughs> you know you're so genuine you know it's so genuine and it was as part of telling your story that that came with it you know and it was you being true to yourself thank so, you for having me thank you <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you online um uh, my main platform is only fans and that is karina kova um, my twitter karina kova and from there you shall find everything you need <laughs>
Perfect. So yes. Twitter, OnlyFans, Karina Kovic, get on there, go and follow her, become, uh, uh, if you're not already a fan, get over there and go and follow <laughs> her right now. Um, but thank you so much. It's been amazing. You've been an amazing guest and I'm sure so thank many you. people will be so inspired by you. Thank you. Thank you. Really nice. <laughs> This is Tanya Tate, Skinfluencer Success. Thank you everyone for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. We can all choose love over fear in every moment of our life. No matter how dark the day may feel. No matter if you cannot see as clearly as you want to. What a story for Karina Kova to share and open up about. Reliving the story of how she woke up to find herself blind and fast forward to the place where she is in now, sight regained, making more success in her life and business than she ever did before. Afterwards, I thanked her for being a guest and she wrote back. And I did ask her if she was okay with me sharing this. So this is what she wrote back to me when I thanked her. She wrote, It was as safe as I thought I would feel. And it allowed me to be honest and tell my full story and be vulnerable. I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Karina Kova, because I appreciate you. And those words make my heart swell. Just to be able to give someone a platform to open up in a safe and kind, gentle way. Do you know someone who has a story of success that should be shared on Skinfluencer Success Podcast? Let me know who and why. Who do you want me to have as the next guest? What questions or advice do you want to ask us or have us discuss? I invite you to share feedback with me. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter and Patreon at Tanya Tate. TikTok and YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube. Instagram is at Tanya Tate Create. And you can also leave a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com forward slash Tanya Tate. You might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of this episode. Let's listen. What have we got? Hi, Tanya. Miss Tate. David Winray here. You may have seen me online recently. Trying to promote a few of my MILF-themed domain names and ideas that I have. Uh, I'd really love to able to connect with you and uh, just to have a talk about a little bit about you how you got into the industry how long you've been in the industry how the industry now works with obviously with things like only fans and content creators and all that sort of how it works yes so uh, i would very much appreciate it if you could get back to me um as soon as it's possible i'm not sure if i'm allowed to leave a phone number and an email reach out to me online you'll see me giving you likes and things and that would be a superb way of us interacting as they say slide into my dms and i shall try and slide into yours in return anyway take care tanya hope to speak to you soon okay bye-bye oh david 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 winray he's asking me for some milf ideas he wants to slide in my dms huh want to know how things have changed in the adult industry i think it sounds like you would like a consult with me definitely let me know i i mean I'm available most times that I'm awake on my Sex Panther and OnlyFans, so I don't know whether you want to slide on into my DMs on over there and maybe I can have a 
good little chat with you and answer your questions. So thank you, David, for leaving that message. And of course, thank you to leaving those likes on my posts as well. Let's listen to another SpeakPipe voice note. You are a very beautiful and your video is very hot. I think that one was very short and sweet. He said, you're very beautiful and your video is very good. Well, thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for enjoying. And thank you for sharing your words of appreciation. So you're leaving a voice note on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Doesn't need to be that difficult. You can leave something that you think. You can leave some feedback. You can leave a little message that you think Dan might want to play. And if you do hear your name being called out, if I do play you and you did impress me with your message, hit me up with your mailing name and address and I will be sending a thank you photo for your show of appreciation for leaving a speak pipe voice note that I played. And if you are listening to the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible and are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give me a five-star rating on Spotify. I'll be checking and we'll be giving shout-outs in the upcoming episodes. Thank you for your support, guys. Keep it coming. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me via video or phone, you know where you can do it on my premium social media platforms, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. You can follow me on Twitter and Patreon at Tanya Tate. TikTok and YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube, Instagram at Tanya Tate Create. And you can see all of my official links, including my premium social media, on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate, all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. The Skinfluence of Success podcast is also available on all major podcast platforms. Watch it first, very, very first, on patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. It also gets released on OnlyFans.com slash Tanya Tate and later on YouTube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. Patreon members get to exclusively see me reveal in advance the episode's guest and will be treated to exclusive clips that don't make the final cut of the video. Join my highest tier to get shoutouts. This message of appreciation goes to Caller69. Thank you for your support. And you too can get a shout out by supporting this podcast and becoming a top tier level member of my Patreon. This is Tanya Tate. You've been listening to the Skinfluence of Success podcast. Choose love and joy as much as you can in each moment and watch your life transform. Now get out there and go build your back. 